This special Manifest Conference edition of the Amitalk Spotlight Series is brought to you through the support of our sponsor, 1010 Data. Today's digital supply chain demands unparalleled collaboration between retailers and manufacturers. For more than 20 years, 1010 Data has empowered retail supply chain relationships through advanced analytics, market intelligence, and data sharing. Visit 1010data.com to learn more. Welcome to our special Manifest Conference-inspired edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, brought to you in partnership with 1010 Data. I'm your host, Chris Walton. I'm Ann Mazinga. And we are the founders of OmniTalk, and this is the series that spotlights the companies, the people, and the technologies that are shaping the future of retail. Or said another way, the podcast that brings you the companies of tomorrow, today. Today, we are pleased to again turn our attention to one of the hottest topics in retail right now, and that is quick commerce or instant delivery, as some like to call it. And joining us to speak on that topic today is the CEO of one of the companies setting the pace for quick delivery here in the United States, and that is James Walker, the CEO of Bike. James, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Uh, happy to be here, or I guess I'm happy to virtually be here sitting <laughs> in lovely, chilly New York City today. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, it's probably, I probably envy you given where Ann and I are in chillier Minneapolis right yes. now as we're recording this podcast for the Manifest Conference too. Fair 100%. enough. I, no trade. No, no trade. trade. No, you wouldn't take that trade, would you? You wouldn't no, take that I trade. I would not. No, Fair. No. Well, I'd have to give you odds. Well, James, I'd love to start out. For those who might not know, tell us about Bike um, and a little bit about the, the background of the company. Great. Uh, I, I love this question because it, it allows me to share, um, answer a couple of questions you didn't ask at the same time. Yes. Uh, when Bike really uh, came into formation, it is the brainchild of our two founders, uh, Slava and Rudian, uh, who are the founders not only of Bike, but also started a European ultra fast grocery company called Samacat. And this is really important as you're looking at this, you know, new emergent um, technology service, customer experience. There's a lot of news. Um, you know, my Google search pings at like three in the morning. There's a lot of focus on this channel and a lot of new organizations and companies here in the United States. But really, Bike has a, a storied history because of our two founders and the success they had with the Samacat brand back in Europe, which today is scaled to right around a thousand locations. Uh, so while Bike really is a startup, uh, it's a new company starting really at the uh, at the, the end of this past summer, we've got two founders who really in many ways started this category of delivery. And, and talk to us, what is that category of delivery when you say that? Like, what does that actually mean? Uh, well, so I heard you both describe it differently. I, I heard, you know, like, uh, you know, quick delivery, quick commerce, instant delivery, quick commerce, instant. Yeah. Wow. That's, you know, that, that's like a super high bar. Right. Um, I think the term, those of us in the channel, we, we like to term ultra fast grocery. So this ultra is fast. an online customer experience. So you're ordering groceries, necessities, convenience items, and more. We've got some pretty exciting and more. Uh, but you're ordering this and experiencing the bike brand through our app. And then the service, the consumer experience, if you will, 
are our couriers deliver those products to your home, your office, your school, wherever you like within our delivery area in right about 15 minutes. So it, it may not be instant, but it's pretty close. I feel like 15 minutes is pretty instant. I mean, that seems like from the time that you hit order to the time that it arrives at your door. And James, I was going to ask earlier, so the name bike, where does that come from? And, and how, what does that have to do with the delivery method and, and why you chose that? Uh, almost like, you know, what is it? So why, <laughs> well, we, I'm, uh, I'm making an assumption, but sure. I should never make any assumptions when, with the names of, of companies. I feel like there's always a story behind it. Absolutely. So I, I, I'm going to answer another question you didn't ask, or I'm going to make a comment. I, I while, love this. 15 minutes may not be instant. I am 100% with you that it is startlingly fast. Yeah. So I, I'm in uh, Manhattan, right across from Hudson Yards. Uh, I typically place a morning or mid-morning uh, bike order through our app. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm known for being a fan of Red Bull. So I get my Red Bull mid morning. And if I don't place send on the app and immediately go to the elevator, sometimes elevators can be a little delayed in Manhattan. That probably doesn't <laughs> shock anybody. But if I don't immediately go to the elevator, go down to the lobby, actually the, the courier who comes to us on a pedal assist bike, there you go. Come in full there circle now. Yeah. Actually, will beat me to the door. So wow. it, it's it's pretty close to instant. Um, Slava, one of our founders, says it's like turning on the faucet. So if you think of some of the uh, delivery services that really accelerated and and had much more frequent use because of kind of the stay-at-home orders uh, during COVID. You know, it still was a planned occasion. I know I live in, in Connecticut. If we placed an order, we weren't going to do anything for 90 minutes or two hours because we didn't know when that order was going to show up. So you were, right. you were not going to jump in the shower, jump on the Peloton, uh, start washing the dog, start painting your bedroom, whatever people do. You were kind of, you know, waiting for that delivery to show up some service that brings you your order in 15 minutes like bike does that doesn't have to be a planned occasion it really is like turning on the faucet in your house it's just uh it's something that really happens uh in real time it's a great analogy and that and the point you're talking about too is definitely one of the barriers to online shopping for grocery right it's just it isn't always that much more convenient unless you can take these elements out that you're describing um, but James, I got to ask you too, can like, I, oh, can I ahead. interrupt you? Yeah, can I? please. Okay. I mean, now that we're old friends, I mean, we've been on for, you know, like right. <laughs> we've been on for 10 minutes. Yeah. So I think another really important point of distinction mm -hmm. is we control the inventory. So yes. if you look at ask some about that. of the other, you know, the services that, that were heavily utilized, I certainly utilized it very, very heavily mm -hmm. um, when I was at home, you know, due to COVID. Uh, is the, let's call it the inventory mismatches or, you know, the out of stocks, right? So uh, I think like, like most Americans, I get a craving for something, you know, I, I, let me think of something that I might crave that's healthy. So I sound, you know, I'm well, steel cut oatmeal, really bad with non-sugared raisins, whatever it is, I, you know, I want something and I crave it. And now, and now I'm going to wait till, you know, the shopper starts shopping and that might be an hour later. And he's like, you know, sorry, I know you really wanted 
whatever it was I right, wanted. Great point. We don't have it. Yeah. Uh, in, in the case of bike, we control the inventory. So it is real-time inventory on our app. So if you place an order for something, we control that inventory. You're going to get the item that you're craving. So if you're craving, you know, a Red Bull, a Hershey's chocolate bar, uh, you know, some, some fantastic product, not only are you going to get it in 15 minutes, but you're actually going to get what you order because of that inventory control. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't going to ask you that right away, but might as well get to it now. Like, I think it's a good segue to it. Like, talk to us more about how does the model actually work? Like, where does the vertical integration begin and end? Like, it sounds like you own your own inventory, you operate your own warehouses. Do you run your own fleets of bicyclists too, or drivers, depending on how you want to, you want to put that, depending on what market you're in. I'm curious. So uh, the the ultimate business model is based around full vertical integration. So you know we're we're contracting directly with suppliers not only for branded goods. So for example, I'm sitting here in uh, in New York City, and we have a partnership with Pat Lafrida, and you probably know who Pat Lafrida is. Um, I'm going to say the world's most famous butcher. He's certainly America's most famous butcher, um, purveyor of high quality uh, steaks and chicken and Nooski's bacon, all these wonderful products. So right. our vertical integration will contract directly with Papla Frida Meats. Um, they'll come into our system. We inventory them. We control those items. We control, you know, the, the purchasing, the procurement, the inventory control, and ultimately um, really deliver that all the way to the customer, to that final customer experience through that app, through that bike app. But additionally, when we talk about vertical integration, and I said, you know, we're carrying all these things and more heavy intimation, we also are launching um, a complete line of bike branded items. So we already launched, oh, are. we are. In fact, we've already launched the first round of bike private label products back in December. So uh, if you're here in New York and I heard a rumor you were coming in. We are. Yes. Right? Specifically for bike, right? No other reason <laughs> in New York no that I can think of. Bike and NRF is a distant second, but yes. yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Way, way. Right. Way down the line. Yep. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but you can, you can receive uh, bike private labeled baked goods already. We, we've launched it kind of under the radar um, already. These items, these are artisan hearth baked breads. Um, French style, high quality pastry products. Already these items have gained such a following here in New York that they've already moved into our top seller category. So vertical integration is about really controlling um, everything within the supply chain, which helps us with the economic model, but also helps us really deliver a fantastic customer experience and bike private label products is a big part of what makes bike unique within ultra fast grocery. That's really interesting, James. I mean, that's we've talked to a lot of companies in the instant delivery space, and this is the first kind of yeah. deviation I think that we're hearing of. You know, how do we make bike the destination versus you know why why are you choosing bike over another provider? And that's a really interesting perspective. I I'd love to go deeper into that a little bit too, and just get an understanding of you know what are other short and long term goals that you have for bike as you continue to expand, go, you know, go deeper into this vertical integration. How, how, how are you looking at that as you approach, you know, other geographies beyond New York City and, and Chicago? 
Sure. Uh, you know, when I think of, of the competitive advantages bike has within the category, and I think it's intuitive when you're looking at ultra fast grocery to understand why ultra fast groceries time has come, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody is pressed for time beyond belief. Uh, and our founders, our two founders say, you know, really the overall goal of bike is to give time back to America, to give mm -hmm. time back to people in America. And the reason I'm smiling is I did an interview a couple of weeks ago and I was running late and I was, I'm one of these people who I, I have to be on time. So like my heart's beating because I'm going to be 30 seconds late. Uh, and then the reporter was late and we were kind of chuckling, you know, just, wow, sorry. Okay, we're on. And the last question, you know, he asked this 15 minute interviews, he said, you know, does America really need groceries and convenience items in 15 minutes? I, I think it was a business reporter. So you know, yeah. he dropped his voice and became very serious. Right. And I was like, buddy, we started this call, both of us late commenting on, on <laughs> apologizing to each other because our day was getting out of control. So I think ultra fast groceries time has come. And I think that's very intuitive. I think within bike, there are a number of competitive advantages in, in ways which uh, bike differentiates itself from other individual players within that category. And assortment is certainly one of them. Um, not just the private label, but partnerships with brand names like Pat LaFrieda. Uh, so it's really a curated assortment on a market by market basis. One of the things we're very focused on is being hyper local. So you're able to get those items that are really popular in Chicago. So Chicagoans eat a little different than New Yorkers. I'm not, I'm not going to get into a pizza <laughs> hot dog war here. Not going to be drawn into that, but we're very focused on having the assortment be unique, be special, and be hyper-local. We also differentiate ourselves with best-in-class technology. And the way that best-in-class technology plays out is it's not just in the ease of using the app, but the fact that our technology is also completely vertically integrated. So we follow all the way from manufacturing mm. to the delivery to the customer. So we're able to use predictive analytics for uh, order demand to avoid things like the out of shorts that are uh, out of stocks that we already talked about, but also really to curate an assortment that caters to those hyper local customers. So I think when you take an emergent category whose time has come, like UltraFast, a, a brand like Bike, where you're, you're coupling some very unique competitive advantages, along with two founders who really, in many ways, created the category and know how to scale. You know, I look at the U.S. as uh, a target-rich market for us. Name a market within the U.S. where people aren't looking to get more time back right. in their day for the things that really matter to them. So uh, for me, the goal uh, for, for really this calendar year is opening up bike in other markets so we can begin to really make good on the promise of our founders to give back time to America. Yeah. And for the record, for those listening, James was on about two or three minutes ahead of schedule too. So I would give him <laughs> credit for that. I will give him the call out and the shout out for that. Um, but Jim, okay. So Anne alluded to it too, and you started talking about it as well in terms of your plans for expansion. So you guys started in New York, you then went to Chicago. Talk to us about how that's going. Why Chicago? Why was Chicago second? You know, whatever you can give us on that front. Yeah, you know, I think uh, New York makes sense, um, and that's where our home base is. 
Um, it's, it's just a fantastic to launch something, but in many ways, Chicago is as well, where whether it's grocery brands or food brands, um, Chicago has always been a city that embraces change and evolution. Um, so I think it's a great market for us to go to. Uh, I'll also come back to that hyper locality. When you look at Chicago, it's a very different market than New York. So it's an opportunity for us to, let's call it flex that uh, hyper-locality muscle from an assortment standpoint. Because we wanna show not only the, the customer base uh, here in New York, in Chicago, and in future markets that we really are sincere about the quality of our assortment, but we also wanna telegraph to the market that we do what we say we're going to do. So when we talk about our technology, our customer experience, the development of a best-in-class private label program, the team at Bike and our founders, when they say something, we follow through and we do it. And I think Chicago is a, a great uh, a great market to really prove that out for uh, for everyone. Second proving out. So where does it go from here? Like, I'm curious too, because like both those markets very big, right? Very, very dense from a population perspective. And you talked about, and we agree, everyone in America wanting more time back in their day. So does the model extend out to suburbia at some point, given what you know about it? Or, you know, is it more concentrated towards those type of city environments for the most part? How do you think about that as the CEO? So I, I would say for the next 12 to 18 months, we're very focused on executing the, the model that we have today. And just due to the size and the population and the customer demand in America, we don't believe we've got to radically step off the model that we're executing in, in New York and Chicago today in order to gain scale in the U.S. over the next 12 to 18 months. Right. Having said that, uh, we've got a very creative team. Um, we've got some great leadership. We've got two very, uh, I think, future-focused founders uh, but I love the alliteration there. Future focus founders. <laughs> so do we. That's our specialty. Nice. There you I go. Love it. I'm, I'm getting t-shirts made. Uh, I would say that the team at Bike absolutely will find a way to deliver the, the great experience that Bike is and give time back to Americans that are in some of those suburban markets um, in the years and months to come. Hey, James, I just, in digging just a little bit deeper there, I think one of the biggest things that we hear is, you know, with, with instant delivery, ultra fast grocery is profitability. And how do you make this profitable? And to just kind of go a little bit deeper on Chris's question, as you are moving outside into new geographies, you even say on your website, you know, how, how do you, how is bike profitable? I mean, you guys are, are very transparent about it in that, you know, you, you are in your own buildings, you know, you aren't buying things, you are working with bikers instead of working with sellers. What are some of the things that you're thinking about to continue that profitability as you move into other geographies to kind of hold on to that? Uh, I, I think that's, uh, I, I hate to say it, but that's right. That's the million dollar question. Um, the barrier to entry, and I'm, I'm going to use a phrase uh, one of our founders uh, has used in the past, the barrier to entry into ultra-fast grocery is very low. The barrier to success is very high. So right. our model is that vertical integration that we're looking at controlling not only the procurement, the profitability, the supply chain, all the way from the manufacturing facility through that 
customer delivery, every piece of that really goes into the overall profitability model. So this is not as simple as let's open a dark store um, and you know on day one, that location is gonna be profitable. In fact, I think we've already seen some attrition within the category right. where some, uh, some players have already exited the market because they really weren't looking at what the overall strategy needed to be. So when you see us, uh, when you see us grow, it is a methodical approach to executing an overall profitable business model. And there's a lot that goes into that. The vertical integration, uh, the density, the number of orders. So, you know, we're very focused on controlling every piece of that customer experience and every piece of the vertical integration to ultimately allow us to be uh, successful from a profitability standpoint. So, James, it sounds like so. Oh, go ahead, Ann. I was just going to say, as you, as we are, or as we are talking about expanding into some of these other categories, are you thinking about vertical integration? You know, being even in the method of transportation, like you, like you said, you're going after, you know, producing your own uh, bakery products in New York. I mean, are you guys thinking about going into like how do we find a different delivery method for products beyond bicycles if we're going into you know suburban geographies? Is that stuff that that bike is thinking about? It sounds like you guys are kind of in that method. It's not just about what's in front of us here with the instant delivery, but that kind of thing. Is that is that something that your teams would be working on in theory? Absolutely. Uh, I would say not only the, the vertical integration from a supply chain and manufacturing standpoint, but let's call it vertical partnerships, whether that's um, ways to augment our current delivery mechanism, uh, technology partners. I think because of the history of success that our founders have had, um, and the, the fact that you know we're very focused on executing uh, the brand promise that has telegraphed to the market, whether it's to the investment community, um, other retailers, other potential partners, uh, we're getting a lot of calls and, and we're working through those calls and looking at what, what partnerships make sense and what adjacencies and additional vertical expansion methods will make sense for the brand as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Got it. So when, so, cause the one thing I always get and on this, and I've got one more question for you, that thing, I, the people, things that people always ask, and they're so loud about it on social media. I'm sure you've seen it, James, you know, like you get the, the quote unquote pundit who's like, you know, ultra fast delivery, 15 minutes or less, no delivery fees, no delivery minimums. It'll never work. The math will never work. And so your answer, if I summarize that for everyone listening today is really, it can work. And the key is being very slow and methodical in the approach or maybe not slow, but methodical in the approach to get the right cocktail of all the key pieces that need to go into this. There isn't necessarily one piece that maybe stands out above another to get the business model working. Um, am I hearing you right in that? Or what color would you add to that? No, I, I, I think you did a, a, a nice job. So I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll kind of take what you said. I'll put it in the Yahtzee Please. shaker and, and we'll, we'll, we'll toss it on the table one <laughs> like more that. time. I like that analogy. Uh, you know, methodical, I do not believe, is at odds with growing the brand coast to coast right, um, quickly. It, it just means that we're putting the right rigor around the decisions we make. And we're very blessed as a team that we have founders who've done this before. So while we have uh, very much a startup here in the U.S., 
We've got some great mentors who are able to help us make wise decisions that ultimately will put the brand on a path to profitability um, and continued growth. And I think you're right in also saying this is not just simply, hey, I, I'm going to deliver something in 15 minutes, right? Because then somebody's going to say, but I'm going to do it in 14 and a half right, right. Or, or like six minute abs, right? That, you know, that, yeah. Thank you. Another, yeah. An, yeah, another uh, movie, Bob. Yeah, right. uh, it's, it's all of the pieces. We control the inventory. So we're able to sell product profitably from a transactional level standpoint, but we're also able to do it in a way that offers real value to the customer. Because if you don't control the inventory, you know, you're looking at, well, do I need to put a margin on that product and maybe a delivery fee because maybe you don't really um, directly employ uh, the delivery force. We own the last mile. Those couriers we talked about, uh, they're employees. They're full employed by bike. We control the inventory. We employ the courier force and we're completely vertically integrated from really start to finish. All of those pieces, along with the best-in-class technology we have, that really unique curated assortment, all of those pieces go into the profitability that Bike is focused on attaining. Got it, got it. Okay, so last question for you, because I was actually gonna ask you this in the very beginning, but I wanna come back around to it, because I think I'm just fascinated to find out the answer, which is your background's really unique. Um, it's, it's more in the restaurant QSR space, if I'm saying that correctly. So I'm curious, what, what tantalized you about taking this role and how does your background play into this or serve you well? Uh, yeah. And yes, you are saying QSR correctly. I'm not sure how else you'd say that, but, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, 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 I pronounce those initials right. That's awesome. Praise where praise is due. You say QSR like, like a house on fire. Uh, so I look at my background a little different. Um, I love um, creating a customer experience and delighting customers. Okay. And throughout my career, I've tried to align myself with brands that were very focused legitimately, not just in lip service, but legitimately in providing something unique and rewarding and valuable to customers. And our founders have created a model that does just that. It gives time back to people. Uh, I mean, that that's really important. It's really unique and uh, excuse the pun, it's time has come. Um, so the category created by our founders was really attractive to me. Um, it allows me to still uh, maintain kind of one foot in the food world. Um, the food is a little different than it would be, say, uh, in Nathan's Famous or Subway or, or Cinnabon, but it's very much the same in that we're, we're really providing a great customer experience. Food is a big part of it. Um, service is a big part of it. So I would say there's more uh, directly aligned with my history than is not. Um, right. And the advantages, those parts um, of bike that maybe I'm less familiar with, I've got great mentors who are, are helping me learn those pieces of the business. Mm -hmm. I got to imagine moving food through supply chain from your background too is probably pretty valuable as well. So makes sense. Yeah. And, and holding all the inventory people. and managing employees. I mean, when you were talking about that earlier, James, I immediately thought of like, I mean, that's what, that's what the restaurants that are doing delivery in New York have always done. They've owned the inventory. They've 
employed the people who are delivering it's you know that model is proven out and can work and now it's how do you add other elements into that into that space how are you providing other products uh, with that same service and this uh, where it where it may be different than my background um the past several positions i was brought in to reinvigorate a brand or Mm -hmm. to develop a new strategy that would allow a brand to move move more rapidly uh, I'm blessed in the fact that I have inherited a winning strategy and uh, a fantastic technology stack and package. So what I'm really focused on is building the team, aligning the team, and motivating the team to execute against this fantastic best-in-class strategy. Um, and I really enjoy doing that. You know, that's that's part of what I love uh, about coming to work is being able to interact with the team we have. Uh, it's a very diverse team with a lot of different backgrounds. Um, and it's just, it's super fun for me and keeps me really excited to come to work every day. Well, James, I have no doubt that people are going to continue to want to follow you and your work at Bike, the team's work at Bike as you continue to expand across the US. Um, As we're closing up here, if people wanna get in touch with you, James, they wanna learn more about Bike, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure, so they can certainly go to the Bike website, buyk.com if they're looking to interact with me uh you know i i'm I'm pretty easy to find i'm on linkedin i'm on twitter uh i would say i'm i'm pretty easy to find uh in a couple of minutes and and happy to entertain um you know additional partnership ideas and we're looking for great people um you know it's it's impossible to grow a brand regardless of how great your strategy is without great people to execute that that brand promise and strategy so we're looking for great people so linkedin and twitter pretty easy to find excellent thanks james that's james walker ceo of bike we appreciate you sitting down with us today on behalf of chris james and myself as always be careful out there this special manifest conference edition of the Amitok spotlight series is brought to you through the support of our sponsor 1010 data today's digital supply chain demands unparalleled collaboration between retailers and manufacturers for more than 20 years 1010 data has empowered retail supply chain relationships through advanced analytics market intelligence and data sharing Visit 1010data.com to learn more.